The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You know the show. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and I'll tell you what matters to me. I apologize. I'm running a little late here in the studio, so uh, perhaps maybe uh, you guys may have missed me for the first couple minutes. But I'm here, and what matters to me is that the USC coach has been fired. Uh, that's a that's man. That's that's a. a, a not one of those things you're happy for, but it's one of those things of which you really just want to stop and say, hmm, Arsenio Hall used to say that, I think, in the, in the, right around in the late 90s, early 2000s. It used to be one of those things which just makes you want to go, hmm. And the reason why I want to go, hmm, is because I don't even want to mention a coach by name because it's really not about the coach. It's, it's about, you know, Pat Hayden. And, and, and Pat Hayden, you know, in my mind, Pat Hayden, you know, did the university a little injustice. Uh, and, and he did that because Pat Hayden, in my mind, didn't have the university, what was best for the university. That wasn't his number one priority. His number one priority appeared to be that he was looking out for a friend. And then he really wasn't looking out for a friend because this is a friend who already, according to some reports of which, you know, the big boy shows talked about this morning. And obviously some of their resources have said some things to them. Now, you know, I got a young man, a good close friend of mine out there uh, that plays for the Trojans. And I'm going to wait and I'm going to talk to him a little bit uh, and, and not to put him on the hot seat, but just to talk to him to find out what the environment is and how how the kids are feeling there about, you know, the coach getting fired. And, and them having this type of disruption in the middle of the season. And it's one of those things whereas, you know, alcohol is a drug. And so, of course, we want to be concerned about, you know, those people who are, you know, um, you know, who are, you know, that sickness. Yeah, it's a sickness, you know, abusive of some drugs and alcohol. It's a sickness and, and you want to treat it. As such, so I'm not going to be so hard on that, that but but there's some other issues that I'm, I got some strong opinions about. So we're, what we're going to do because I'm a little bit behind, we are going to skip that first break, and um, and we're going to have Chef Julian whenever he calls in is going to be in. He's going to join us. But that that USC program out there and Pat Hayden, it's one of those things. They just they that's one of the most you know celebrated programs in the United States of America, particularly when you talk about Division One football. That program is stellar. It's it's when you talk about the greatest programs of all time, uh, USC is in that conversation. It's a private institution out there in sunny California. It never rains in California. That's that's similarly true. Um, 
And this is a program where these young men have, uh, there's enough going on. I mean, if, you, if you've been watching, again, the Big Boy Show, the Big Boy Channel, they've got um, a show coming out here on 3030 about the, this whole thing about Pete Carroll and Matt Leinart and, and Reggie Bush and USC Trojans and them not able to deliver and, you know, winning, you know, national championship, didn't think they were going to lose any games. And, and then there was some controversy even then. So the program has been, there's a few blemishes on the program. And I just, I'm, I'm just really concerned about the USC program because we, let me just say this, in terms of what used to be the Big Ten, still the Big Ten, but not ten times. When you went to the Rose Bowl, you wanted to play USC. You didn't want to play, you didn't mind playing UCLA. But USC, Ohio State was, was, was the game. The Ohio State Buckeyes coming in there to play against the USC Trojans, uh, that was the game. Uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes playing against the UCLA Bruins, that was a good game too. And uh, certainly, you know, of course, you know, one of my favorite coaches of all time because the man gave me a chance to play uh, pro football, Dick Vermeil. Uh, you know, Dick Vermeil actually upset uh, Woody Hayes and got a chance to, uh, uh, you know, it really advanced him on to the next level. That stage, that's how big those games are and those programs are. You know, when you're, you're beating Ohio State, you're beating Woody Hayes, one of the greatest coaches of all time, uh, you're certainly worthy of a chance at the next level. Coach Hayes never was interested in play, coaching, you know, pro football. So that wasn't for him. But certainly that was, that was part of the barometer it, in part. You know, there were some other coaches that if you, you beat at that level, that, that, uh, those esteemed coaches, uh, then, of course, then there was a consideration for you to go on to the next level. So um, that, that's one of those things that uh, we're going to um, you know, talk about a little bit more. Um, but I, I just hate to see a program like USC come up under fire like it is. You know, so much scrutiny because there's no telling what might come up now. It's already been revealed that, you know, there were some receipts that were that were turned in uh, as it relates to uh, some activities of the coach and, you know, what he expensed. And there was a lot of alcohol out there and it was alcohol, you know, the day of a game, you know, and um, there's been reports that the coach actually was, you know, intoxicated. You know, he certainly was under the influence of something. Uh, during some games that you don't want to hear that about a USC program. And again, if this is somebody, Pat Hayden, and allegedly these guys are friends beyond, you know, their relationship as coaches in, in AD. If you're looking out for your friend, are you really looking out for him? The, one of the things that you should have said, Pat, is that you, you are my, you're my boy. We boys. And I care about you as a person. Now, what I can do is I can let you take off and go to a treatment center and get yourself better. And I'll, I'll hold your job for you. But if I'm your boy, that, that's, you know, we heard some things before, if you recall, where there was, um, you know, there was a, a, an opportunity out there where, um I think it was, let me say, I think it was maybe, perhaps maybe it was, uh, it was Chris Carter. And, you know, you know, Chris was at the rookie symposium. And he was talking about, you know, you got to have a fall guy. 
you know, this is a situation whereas where friends sometimes you you push your friendship to the point where you're really endangering the friendship and you're really compromising your friendship as opposed to showing how strong the friendship really is because when you do something to the detriment of your friend and his life or her life is is going to be destroyed, disrupted or whatever just, just to protect your life and your status, that's not being a real true friend. See, a real true friend would be like, okay, we're not going to do this. You're not going to do this. And no, I'm not putting myself in a position to be compromised just to protect you. Because I'm not really helping you. I'm really hurting you because this is something maybe we shouldn't be doing or you certainly shouldn't be doing anyway. Now, I I can tell you from my own experience, I had friends that would do that for me. When I was a a young kid, a young man playing pro ball, a young man in high school, I had friends that would say, no, Ray, no, not this. You work too hard. We, we, you know, we, you out there, we want to come see you play. We don't want you to destroy what you've earned. So, uh, so that's not, you know what, if that's the friendship, if that's what your friendship is about, that you're not going to do what's best for your friend as much as your friend is willing to do what's best for you, then maybe you're not a real good friend. And I know, I don't even know Pat Hayden, but I'm just saying from a broad perspective, when it comes to this world of sports, see here at Voice America Sports, we talk a little bit more about just the X's and the O's. We got to talk about the, the development of the human being from a holistic perspective that in order for these people to be what we expect them to be, the contributions that we make to their lives, we got to make sure it's a positive one. And sometimes that means you have to look that superstar in the face and you have to tell them no. Because, see, nobody else has, I'm going to say it, the balls to tell them no. You have to tell them no. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk a little bit about that. You're endangering your friendship when you allow them to do things that are not good for them. Because they end up in places where that friendship can't even be celebrated. Because he's in a place that you're not with him. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports... Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. 
Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Surfing is taking the world by storm. It's not just the sport itself but the culture that surrounds it. From music to fashion, art and competition, Surf Talk Show is the place that will showcase it all. Your hosts are JJ and the Doctor, two surfing enthusiasts who have lived and traveled the lifestyle and culture. They'll bring you the knowledge and the entertainment that will keep you riding the wave. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. on the West Coast, 2 p.m. on the East Coast on Voice America Sports. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Right, you hear the music, you know the show. You're listening to Railroad Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. I apologize again. There was a little hiccup uh, early on there to get started. Um, I, my schedule kind of ran over. Um, so uh, we are here now. As uh, we were talking about a little earlier, and, and you know what it's all about is uh, because there's so many things uh, that people just don't know about athletics there's, there's there's much more about athletics 
than just the game. These are human beings who have you know, a life they have to live like, like everybody else. And, and, and so because of that, you know, we always have to be concerned, or we certainly should be concerned about their lives. And a real friend at times, like a family member, you sometimes have to realize that you can't always just suck up to this individual as a way of showing them uh, that how much you care for them. You know, part of being a, a friend, a brother, sibling, you know, part of that is all. I believe somebody's got something on in background noise because I hear a kickback. Um, but certainly what you want to be able to do is you want to be able to give that person the kind of advice that nobody else would give them. If you're a special friend or your family member, that's what you give. Pat Hayden, who supposedly is a friend to the head coach at USC, I think he compromised their friendship because he allowed him to continue a lifestyle that was not healthy for him and his family. So uh, with that uh, coming on, I think I have Chef Julian there. Chef Julian, I'm talking about USC and, of course, uh, of course their coach getting fired. Uh, Pat Hayden being the athletic director who's a friend, from what I understand, uh, what they said on the Big Boy Show is not only um, the athletic director, but he's a friend. He hired the coach without doing a thorough background check on the coach. Maybe doing it, but um, perhaps maybe just um, – Looking at some things, hearing some things, um, just saying, okay, that's okay. We can handle that. That's not a real problem. It turned out to be a big problem. Uh, when you think a co- when a coach or a general manager brings a coach into uh, an environment of a team, uh, being in control of that team, in this case, young men, uh, in your opinion, do you think that, that, that athletic director should look deeply into the background of the coach to make sure that he's not bringing a person of influence over these young men's lives uh, to uh, to coach them in such a way where he may not be prepared to coach them because he's got some problems in his life as well. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's uh, I think finding your uh, friend the job. I think that's a that's um, not out of the line. But when it comes to uh, a public job that's going to be seen by everyone across the nation, maybe even the world. I mean, I think that's, that's something that you should say, Hey, if you're not qualified, maybe you shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't give you this job. Maybe I should just find the person who's best qualified for this job. And and I, I agree with that chef. And when you think about, you know, you know, when you have friends, you go out to dinner and if you're really good friends, you've known people for some time, so you know their background. So if you know there's somebody who has a problem with alcohol to the point where perhaps maybe he may even be out of control because, you know, we all have friends. And we know when our friends get together, when we party, we know who's a little bit out of control. And so you wouldn't want to have that person who's out of control first of all going into the households of people around the country representing your program and you know he's an alcoholic. You may, you don't really know what state he might show up in somebody's living room. He might be drunk in somebody's living room one day, re- re- recruiting on behalf of the university. And then the fact that he comes to the program and he's in charge of the development of young men. Some young men who have, you know, fathers in their home, some who don't. And they look to that person as an example. 
I just think that, that that Pat Hayden, you know, perhaps maybe compromised his position to try to help a friend. Do you think in your mind, if the general manager brought this person in, knowing his history, do you think that general manager, in this case, which would be Pat Hayden, should his job be in jeopardy? Almost oh, definitely. I mean, if you if if you know that uh, the person that you hired is an alcoholic, I mean that's that's a huge problem. Like alcoholism, it can affect everything from your daily habits to your behavior. And this is just, I mean, somebody like that should know. Like that could be a huge problem to your not only to your job, to his job, to your reputation, and even to the uh, sports program in general. Yeah, and that's what that's what I'm concerned about. I'm concerned about the USC program because, as I said, on the Big Boy Show, they've been promoting, they're about to release a piece on Big Boy Show, the Big Boy Network, television network. Reggie Bush, Pete Carroll, Matt Leinart are the face of that program that they're going to talk about the USC program during that time. And, of course, that didn't end in anything that USC should be happy about. There was allegations about Reggie Bush's family uh, living in a house, whether it was owned by them or they, they rented it or however, but there was some assistance, uh, you know, allegedly, from the university for them to do that, uh, be able to live in that place. Uh, you know, and then, of course, uh, Pete Carroll, the way he left, he left, and then when he left, you know, the program was sanctioned, and so, therefore, they, the program was compromised, and all this, Pete Carroll supposedly didn't know about was going on uh, with the Reggie Bush issue, and there's no way that a head coach doesn't know, even the fact that if he doesn't know precisely in general, he knows because that's how those arrangements happen. It's like, okay, the head coach doesn't know, but we're going to empower this person to do this. So the head coach knows he doesn't know maybe everything that that person's doing, but he, he agrees. He, he's participating in some capacity. It's not like he has no idea whatsoever. And if you would bring them into a court of law and, and have them under oath to testify, you'd find out what I'm saying is true. And so... Uh, that's what I like. You said the program, the program is really going to come under fire now because uh, on the big boy network, they're, they're promoting um, that show of which is going to be related to uh, Reggie Bush, Pete Carroll and, and Matt Liner going on. But let's, let's, let's move on. Uh, Chef Julian, man, I want to know what's cooking out there. I think there was something. Listen, I think from the top of the state to the bottom of the state, meaning Cleveland, Columbus, Cincinnati, I think the state of Ohio was cooking this past weekend. Am I right about that? No doubt about it. I mean, Cleveland, Cleveland Browns winning the game. The Ohio State Buckeyes winning the game. I mean, heck, even the Cincinnati Bengals are still undefeated. Uh, I got to say, Ohio fans are very happy. And uh, that, that, that Cincinnati game in particular, that was one that some people thought perhaps maybe uh, the Cincinnati Bengals might have had uh, – a little bit bitten off a little bit more than they could chew, but uh, the, the Legion of Boom is, is you know, is not shown to be uh, unbeatable, certainly because they've lost a couple games this year. But I'm going to tell you, that one didn't surprise me as much it's because, for one, Cincinnati is hot. Uh, but for two, um, it is very, very difficult. They've gone to two Super Bowls in a row. 
it's 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 not that difficult to to make playoff after playoff after playoff. But when you go deep into the playoffs, into the Super Bowl, see that extends your season by another month. Some people's season may have ended February. The, the Super Bowl was in February. The season ended like in in January. Yeah, you know, I mean like in December, maybe late December, early January. So there were some of these other teams who were off and and they weren't doing too well at all. And 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 so now you got a team that went into although New England's doing quite well, but but New England has a chip on their shoulder. That's what they're playing. They're playing with a chip on their shoulder. But 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 did you see something that the Cincinnati Bengals show you anything that makes you think they can See, the Cincinnati Bengals, the playoffs is not just going to be enough for them. As a matter of fact, they may make the playoff and they still may use the, lose the coach because that's, you know, that's what's been happening with the Bengals. They've been disappointing people for years, and I really think that may happen. They can make it to the playoffs, but if they don't really go deep into the playoffs, like the AFC Championship game, I think the coach may be fired there in Cincinnati. So what's looking so good to you in Cincinnati, if anything, that you think they can sustain um, going into the season, going late into the season? Well, I think their offense is looking pretty good, and um, their defense uh, has shown that they can compete with some of the best teams. Uh, but the the one wild card that I cannot stress, I can't stress this enough, Andy Dalton. He has shown that he cannot perform in the playoffs. I'm just wondering if is this the year where he will prove everyone wrong and show somebody that he could he can do some damage in the playoffs because right now he only has one playoff win under his belt and he's been there for far too long to only have one playoff win. I mean, they said the same thing about Tony Romo and I mean the next last year he won a playoff game but that's it. But I mean, is he going to be the next guy that we say, "Hey, can he even win in the playoffs? He can get to the playoffs, but can he win?" Yeah, and I'll tell you what, uh, you know, Cincinnati's, you know, not a team that's not been to the Super Bowl. Cincinnati's a team who's obviously been to the Super Bowl a few times. They may be three times, I think, but uh, uh, Boomer Size has been there, and I, I think uh, Ken Anderson took them there maybe a, a time or two. But 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 Cincinnati is, is used to having good quarterbacks and accustomed to winning games and, and just making it to the playoffs. You know, this is a team who perhaps maybe is looking to win the Super Bowl. And I'm not sure, I, I'm not going to say Andy Dalton is or is not. I just know if he's coming out of AFC, I know what he's up against. And he's up against, you know, Tom Brady uh, for one, you know, and then he's, you know, he's up against Peyton Manning, you know, for two, you know, and, and, and then he's up against, you know, a couple other good quarterbacks too, Ben Roethlisberger, you know. So he, I mean, he's got to be some good quarterbacks for him to make it to the Super Bowl. It's going to be much harder for him to make it to the Super Bowl out of that division, that conference, than there's the guys on the other side. Listen, we're going to take a break here, Chef Julian. We're going to come back because I think, yeah, that team that I used to play for, yeah, they did something to that team that used to be the team that I used to play for. <laughs> so you can, you can follow me on that if, you are, if you're a Cleveland Browns fan. So we're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely despise her, especially at 1-2. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Surfing is taking the world by storm. It's not just the sport itself but the culture that surrounds it. From music to fashion, art and competition, Surf Talk Show is the place that will showcase it all. Your hosts are JJ and the Doctor, two surfing enthusiasts who have lived and traveled the lifestyle and culture. They'll bring you the knowledge and the entertainment that will keep you riding the wave. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. on the West Coast, 2 p.m. on the East Coast on Voice America Sports. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Alright, you hear that music, you know the show You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network I'm in Phoenix Living like a matter, Chef Julian Is going to let me know what's cooking out there in the Hall of Fame city And like I said, I believe that last week 
The Cleveland Browns beat that team that I used to play for. They used to be the Browns, and that's the Baltimore Ravens. And I just want to clear something up here. Now, I, I understand McCowan had, you know, a decent game. And I think they said he, you know, for the first time in franchise history, he's the first quarterback to throw for uh, three 300-yard games in a row. But but I'm going to challenge that because that, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to state this fact, I believe, to be a fact. That it, it must not cross over into playoffs because I recall in that 1986 season, we closed out with home field advantage because our last game at home, we played the San Diego Chargers. And I could have swore Bernie Kosar threw for over 300 yards in that game. And then we went on to play against the New York Jets, of which, uh, man, they hate when I say this, but those people who gave up on us and went home and Bernie brought us back. I know he threw for 300 yards. And then in the drive, he threw for 300 yards. So I'm, I'm assuming they're saying that this is a consecutive regular season games maybe. Uh, but I, I could have swore those three games right there, which would be uh, much better to state and talk about uh, than what Josh did, even though he you know, did it against the team that used to be the team that I used to play for. You know, anyway. But anyway, Chef Julian, I mean, uh are we, should we be happy about this? I mean, you know we're happy because, and, and this was probably the first time I think this has happened in a long time. Okay, we play the team that used to be the team that we were. We beat them. Now that other team that we don't like, it's almost like, you know, it, it, you know, the Ohio State University, we don't mention that team up north. You know, well, the Browns, we don't want to mention that team from, you know, up there real high in altitude. You know, altitude. So, but, but anyway, the Denver Broncos are about to come in. So to have the Ravens, Come in, get the you know, beat the Ravens, then turn around and play, you know, the Broncos and get I mean, this would be two significant, very good wins if the Browns were able to do it back to back. But I you know, again, Peyton Manning, listen, Peyton and I listen, Michael Vick is not anywhere in any conversation that you're ever having when you're talking about Peyton Manning. Nowhere. But there are certain guys that you just never know. Every now and then you, you play against guys. And you just don't want to think that the game is over before the game is over. Because they do have that, that innate ability to just do the impossible at times and to make some plays that you just think, really? Because they were talking about pulling Michael Vick last night, but let, let's not talk about Michael Vick right now. Let, let's talk about the Cleveland Browns. And is it possible? I mean, can we really think these two back-to-back victories, which, by the way, would mean a lot, emotionally would mean a lot to the people back there in Ohio. What are the real chances that you believe, Chef Julian, based upon what you've seen Denver do this year, what you've seen Cleveland, that the Browns have a chance to beat the Broncos? Um, I think if they play good defense, they haven't played in, in, in almost any games this season, but if they do, if they play good defense this season, then I think that um, they will have a definite chance of uh, winning the uh, winning the game against the Browns, you know, they wouldn't. It would be. It, it might. They have a slim chance, but I think they could stopping that offense and uh, also scoring points on deep on uh, offense, not giving up three and outs, not going three and out consecutive times. Uh, even field goals, field goals could beat this team, the Denver Broncos, because I really don't. Think the Broncos? I think the Broncos are a very overrated under uh, undefeated team. Well, uh, here's what I think. Uh, you know, those teams that are overrated, 
but undefeated, they just find a way to win. That, that's what you want to do. And, and it's almost like Ohio State. Well, we, we might get a chance to talk a little bit about the Buckeyes. Regardless, when it's all said and done, those coaches that are on the opposing side or those coaches that are on the other side of the country that are looking at those teams that are undefeated, you always walk away understanding the fact that still they found a way to win. That's all coaches ever tell you guys. It doesn't have to be pretty. But at the end, when this game is over, we're going to have either a W, a L, or a T. Two of those things are not good. Woody Hayes used to tell us back in the day that that's why he didn't like to pass the ball. Because, you know, two things can happen when you pass the ball and neither one of them is good. An incomplete pass or an interception. You know, he didn't like that. So I want to say that about the fact that Denver, you know, winning, but they're finding a way to get it done. And for those reasons, that's why they're a team that you, you, you the game isn't over till it's over. And, and I just, I'm hoping that the Browns will take that attitude knowing that even if they get a lead, that lead is not safe. And every time they get the ball, particularly if they're down in the red zone, green zone, whatever you want to call it, scoring zone, you need to score. I'm not going to say that, you know, you can't come away with field goals. you got to come away with something. So if a field goal or a touchdown, if you can get one or the other, preferably we want the touchdown. But you can't be in that zone down there, green or red, and come out with no points. Special teams has got to contribute. The Browns are going to need a big play on special teams this week, too, I believe, in order to beat the Denver Broncos and Peyton Manning. But 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 Denver's defense has been in De- Denver's defense is not the best. I think there's something they're 20 something in passing. And and Pac-Man Jones, again the big boy show this morning highlighted that Pac-Man Jones is number 2 in tackling. People don't understand that's not a good thing. That means they're picking on him. And and every now and then you may go to the well too many times. But I you know I I do like you know, some of the things that Denver's doing on defense. But I hope that we, you know, can do some good things on defense, too. So who are you looking at, uh, you know, from the Brown side on the defense to step up and make some big plays this year? Who's going to have to do that? Um, I, I seriously think it's um, for our secondary, it's got to be anybody except Joe Hayden and Dante Whitner. They've been carrying this team. Joe Hayden has put his body out on the line. For these for these past four or five games, and it's and it's taken a toll on him. He needs the he needs a day. He needs a game off, uh, and the secondary has to step up. Dante Whitney is doing all he can. That secondary has got to step up. Uh, our linebacking core, they are they are the most solid part of our defense, but they need to show improvement. They need to lead this defense. They're the leaders. They need to show this defense uh, what is the standard for us because we have no standard right now. We are just we are just flat out garbage right now, giving up way too many yards. Our defensive line needs to improve, and it's a shame because the person that's that's the best defensive lineman we have is a rookie. I mean, I mean, is these veterans going to let a rookie show them up? I don't. I mean. He's been doing it for the past four games. This whole defense really needs to step up. Well, one thing for sure about, you know, playing the Broncos is I think it was a stat that they showed perhaps maybe on Monday night. Uh, no, a, a couple of nights. Uh, Sunday, I probably saw Sunday night on um, when the 49ers were playing. 
and they were showing Cap and, and how quickly, or no, I should say how quickly uh, Eli is able to get the ball out of his hands and then how quickly, uh, or really not quick enough, Cap is able to get the ball out of his hands. We know that Peyton Manning has, if not the quickest, the second quickest release in the National Football League from the time the ball gets in his hand from under center to the time he releases it, he's probably the, the fastest, if not the second fastest in the league. That's a stat that's not going to change. That is something that Peyton is going to do. If that's the case, uh, he's making a, a decision very early on. It's not taking him long. That means that the ball is not going to be tra- – if, if, it, if it is traveling down the field – uh, it's a three-step drop, and you know you're running with the guy. So hey, you you got a chance to make the ball a play on the ball. But there's going to be a lot of intermediate routes. You can't run that far in in three seconds, you know, uh, or in three in a three-step drop. It's I think it's only taking him less than two seconds to get the ball out of his hands. Three, I, I know it's not three, but about about two seconds. So the linebacking core is going to be involved in this game a lot. So you say that they're, you know, they're basically the strength of the defense. They're going to have to step it up a bit because they're going to have to be in some pass coverage and making some plays. Uh, I don't care if it's a rookie coming off the end, but you're going to have to put some pressure on Peyton. Peyton, Peyton, Peyton steps up in the pocket. See, Peyton is not a guy who's going to escape the pocket, you know, left or right. He, he's going to step up in that pocket. And uh, we don't need to spy on him, but we certainly need to be putting a, uh, a couple hits on him. Now, on the offensive side of the ball, I, you know, the running game for the Browns, I mean, really? I mean, how many times this year has have we had 100 yards? I think I've heard maybe maybe once or twice, if that. Chef Julian, still there? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, yes, it was one time, and I think it was Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson got the 100-yard game. It was against the Tennessee Titans. That was the win that we got for the first time. And that's uh, yeah, that's another thing. Our offensive line is another problem. They give up the third most sacks in the league. Josh McCown and Johnny Menzel have been seen on the floor, on the ground, numerous times in many games. And this is weird because last year we were one of the best. They were one of the best offensive lines. You know, three of them went to the Pro Bowl. Uh, this is just shocking that a offensive line has turned into an abysmal line without any changes to them. Yeah, and, and you know, when you think about it, you know, a team really can only be as good as this offensive line. It, everything starts up front. Those, those big boys have to handle things up front. If you can't get it done up front, you you can't run the ball. You you can't pass the ball, and and so, and we've got a, a couple guys. You know, one guy we've had been stellar for years. You know, we we that offensive line is going to have to improve if we expect to do anything. And I you know I for one, uh, I think that Denver is going to just bring the house. You know, because of the suspects. You know, the fact that our line is a little suspect. I, I think they're going to, you know, put a lot of pressure on our quarterback. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Johnny Menzel showed up in this game. I, I really wouldn't because it's 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 to the point where, as I think, they should be a little bit more creative in their play calling, and, and they should, uh, you know, hell, if you can have, um, you know, line up last night and, and the game is won because you know you're in a in, in a uh, situation of which, wow, now you're going to run something that nobody hasn't seen. Well, we've seen it a few times last night, but. 
uh, throw a wrinkle in. Nothing wrong with throwing a wrinkle in at all. But what we're going to do, I'm going to throw a wrinkle in. We're going to take this time out. It's going to be our last time out, last break. And then we're going to come back and uh, we're going to finish the show out. Chef Julian is with me. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And we'll be right back. despise her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum, or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Right, you hear that music, you know the show, you listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, got Chef Julian with me. I uh, apologize, I thought my man Keith was going to be calling me this weekend and give me a little update on what's happening there in the uh, city of brotherly love, but Keith couldn't make it. So, uh, Chef Julian, we, we got a power ranking out there, the top 10 teams, and we're going to just tell the people what they are real fast, starting from 10 through 1, and then we're going to come back and we're going to address it. So, uh, 10 through 1, why don't you give me 10 to the top and then we'll come back and address it. Uh, number 10 is the Buffalo Bills. Okay, we're going to come back and just go through all, 1 through 10, and then I'm going to come back and we're going to address them. Oh, we're going to go 1 through 10? Just just 10, up, 10 all the way up to 1 real fast. Just tell me who they are, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about them. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, 10 is Buffalo Bills. 9 is the Pittsburgh Steelers. 8, Seattle Seahawks. 7, Carolina Panthers. 6, Arizona Cardinals. 5, Cincinnati Bengals. Four Denver Broncos, three Atlanta Atlanta Falcons, two Green Bay Packers, and one New England Patriots. Okay, now let's let's look at the, uh, the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills, uh, you know, got a team surprisingly. You know, Buffalo Bills at this time of the year, you know, up in 
the conversation of the top 10 teams in the National Football League. Uh, quarterback Taylor, obviously doing a good job. Uh, what do you feel about Buffalo Bills and Rex Ryan? They have shown tremendous improvement. I mean, all they really needed was an offense. I mean, their defense was spectacular even before Rex Ryan. And Rex Ryan, he's a defensive mastermind, you know. So the fact that they have a defensive-minded uh, head coach just improves that defense even more. All they really needed was a quarterback, and they needed a running back. They had the wide receivers. They had the offensive line. They just needed two uh, positions to really glue that thing together. And they found what they needed in Tyrod Taylor. He's, he's gotten an injury now. I mean, they're looking to see if he's going to be okay. Uh, but they also still have E.J. Manuel. That's a good backup to have. And uh, LaShawn McCoy, I mean, he is making the Eagles regret getting rid of him. I'm telling you. Okay, so let's just running to Madman. Okay, got that one. So let's go on with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Last night, obviously, we all got a chance to see the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, you know, I, I'm finding it surprising, uh, but everybody knows, I think, what this team could possibly be. But when you lose, you know, one of the top quarterbacks in the National Football League and and you go to a backup, which a backup isn't a bad backup, multiple years as an all-pro player himself, uh, but, you know, kind of old and beaten up. Uh, are you surprised that the Steelers are there at number nine? I'm not surprised. I mean, I mean I'm kind of surprised that uh, they're there at number nine this early. I mean, I usually see them at the top of the power rankings at the end of the season. You know, that's when they come together and they turn into that Steelers team that everybody knows and most people love, some people hate. You know, that that, that Steelers team that could just out of nowhere beat every team and go to the uh, Super Bowl and, come, and even win it. Yes. Okay, so let's go. Okay, so because we got to go here. Uh, at number eight, you have... The Carolina Panthers. And the Carolina Panthers. I'm just going to let you just, do you like them there at number eight or do you not like them there at number eight? I do. I do. They uh, they have a uh, really good defense. I mean, Luke Keekley is out, but, I mean, once he gets back, he'll be the dominant defensive player that he's always been. Uh, Cam Newton, he's really coming into uh, turning into that elite quarterback that everybody expected him to be when he came in from Auburn. And this team can go some places now. Well, I'm, I'm glad finally, you know, Cam is in that conversation. Cam has been in that conversation. Cam has really been, uh, people expected him to deliver. And, um, you know, he's, there's been some questions uh, about what he's had around him. And it looks like now they're giving him a little bit more in terms of weapons and support. Uh, perhaps maybe they can, you know, make a little playoff run here. Uh, number seven you have, or we have... I made a mistake. Number eight was the Seattle Seahawks. Number seven was the Carolina Panthers. Oh, okay. All right. So the Seattle Seahawks. The Seattle Seahawks, again, the Seattle Seahawks, uh, you got to think that Beast Mode's been out for a couple weeks. You know, the fact that he's been out, I think it's been two weeks, perhaps maybe coming back this week. Uh, perhaps maybe Beast Mode being in there last week may even allow them to uh, beat Cincinnati. Uh, but certainly, you know, they're not the same team without Beast Mode. I mean, when he's not there, then obviously, you, you know, you got some other guys that are gone too. So, um, I, I, I think they should be there uh, because I, you certainly don't want to count them out as they're not going to be in the hunt at the end when it's all said and done. They still got to play the Arizona Cardinals, uh, you know, and 
So, you know, the Arizona Cardinals are looking very good right now, so we're going to not talk about them yet. But, okay, so we're at number six now, or where are we at? Number six is the Arizona Cardinals. Okay, so the Arizona Cardinals, I mean, um, you know, they can only get in their own way. Uh, you know, the conference, the division isn't as, as, as challenging uh, as it has been because the Seahawks aren't playing as well as they were. Uh, they had played in the past, you know. Um, you look at the uh, the Rams, you know, and the Rams are the, the Rams are who they thought they would be. You know, they they can't get out of their way. They you know they, they're inconsistent. Um, but but what do you think about the Cardinals? Do you think the Cardinals are, are for real? I've always loved their defense. So what do you think about the Arizona Cardinals? I seriously, I think they're legit. I think they're one of the legit playoff contenders early on, and. To be honest, I don't. I don't think they're getting any worse. I think they're just getting better. They're only getting better. And of course, their quarterback is back this year. Last year, I think he was out and wasn't able to contribute the way they need him to contribute. But being back this year, Larry Fitzgerald looks like he's got. He went to the Fountain of Youth, and uh, you know he's looking like the Larry Fitzgerald of, of, of twenty-one, twenty-two years old. So uh, after the years on the Cardinals, we have. And we've got about three the minutes. Cincinnati Bengals we at number five. And we've got the Cincinnati Bengals, and uh, Cincinnati Bengals are just, you know, <laughs> uh, the big boy shows somebody on there. I, no, I like to call my man who he is. Stephen A. Smith always says, you know, the Dallas Cowboys just an accident waiting to happen. And that's what I think Cincinnati is really. Cincinnati is just an accident waiting to happen because, you know, playoffs don't excite us. That, don't do that. That That's no, you've got enough talent. You should be way beyond the playoffs. So I think that's an accident ready to happen. we got three minutes here. Uh, next, after the Bengals. Uh, number four is the Denver Broncos. And the Denver Broncos. Okay, they got the old man at the helm. You know, the old man is still, you know, still performing well enough to win. He's undefeated. What can you say about Peyton? Uh, I think, I, I seriously think that this is, this should be Peyton's last year. Uh, if he, if he can't take a snap under center, then what what good is he going to be in the playoffs or even in in like for the rest of the season? Right. I mean, this is this has just got to stop. I okay. mean, he has to call it quits. Okay, we got to go three, two, one. So uh, you had the Bengals, and then you have after the Bengals. I mean, after the, uh, Denver. Uh, number three is the uh, Atlanta Falcons. Okay, and the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, you know, I, I think Julio is Julio said he's injured. You know, there's some question about his health, and and he wants to go out there and play. Listen, you, you, it's too early in the season. If you got a player that's injured like that, you got to take you got to take him out. You can't let him go in and get re-injured to the point where the injury is something that he when you need him late in the year. He's not going to be there. So if he's got some issues with his hamstring or whatever it is, leg, knee, whatever, sit him down, get him healthy, let him come back. You're in a good position. And then number two is? Number two is Green Bay and that bad man. And that bad man, that was not that Something happened because that bad man didn't play last week because nobody, he's never thrown that many interceptions before. So somebody was in that bad man's uniform. And then, of course, we got Tom. And Tom is mad this week going back to the team that turned him in. And I just think that Tom's going to show up and show out. So um, I'm not going to dispute that. I'm going to go. I'm going to ride with that. It looks good. Not going to make too many changes. We'll let the guys make the changes this week, and we'll come back next week, and we'll discuss it again. Thank you so much, Chef Julian, out of the Hall of Fame City, joining me here on the show. You've been listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network, and I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. 
thank you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.